Well, hello there. Hello to you. And welcome to a free episode of Fun Hinged, the podcast in which myself and my co-host Hollis Black dissect wacky media, occasionally with a guest, as you no doubt have found from the title of this episode, because this week we're talking about James Gunn's The Suicide Squad from 2021, just a couple weeks ago. Now, you may have seen this already. It is on HBO Max, if you do that. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it, because this movie is insane and real fun. And much more of a movie than the other Suicide Squad, if you can believe that. And we have our friend Olivia Haidar here to talk about it. Olivia is somebody you know from Bleak and Review and from a lot of other tangentially related podcasts. Olivia's great. And she's real good at movies. And she's very silly. And we have a very silly time talking about The Suicide Squad. If you enjoy this episode, you can always go over to patreon.com slash bleakandreview check out all the other episodes of Fun Hinge that are behind the paywall. But we will be putting out free episodes of this more regularly as this feed becomes more of a dumping ground for whatever podcast I feel like working on this week instead of just Bleak and Review, you know? So keep an eye out for that. And enjoy this episode of Fun Hinged regarding The Suicide Squad, featuring Olivia Hydar, right now. Oh, of course, yeah, no, and the, the, the quality will demarcate it from this uh, clear, crisp uh, audio that's coming through now, through, courtesy Absol- of my Yeti Blue microphone. Sponsor of this episode, of course, of Yeti course, Blue Yeti. Microphones. Come at, come at us! Come Give at, us money! That's their, that's their slogan. <laughs> Yeti. Come at us. Come at us. <laughs> all right. So now that we're all recording here, I think um, before we get into today's topic, Hollis, I think we got to do our vocal warm-ups. Is that, and, and Olivia, sure. feel free to join if you, if you want. Okay, um, we yeah. have to do our vocal warm-ups. Absolutely. <clears throat> Several seconds into the Suicide Squad, I squealed because of the silly weasel. There was a silly weasel in Suicide Squad, and there was also Pete Davidson. We watched a weasel go under the water. He woke up woozy and wet. <laughs> the weasel was whoops, whoopsie. Whoopsie, the weasel was woozy. And last week we talked about Willy's Wonderland. Lots of weasels in the mix here on 90.6. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> how, how, how the hell am I spo- was I supposed to jump into that? I don't... <laughs> Uh, Say words that start with the same letter. No, absolutely not. I didn't know I was not prepared for this. I I thought about telling you about that, but I I genuinely wanted to see what would happen if I did it. That. (laughs) So we found out, of course, that can mean only one thing. We're back here at (laughs) 90.6. Fun Hinged returns. This is a free episode. This is free for all the... All the haters out there. I am Kevin Anderson. <laughs> Only joining for the me. haters. <laughs> yes, it's, all my friends and fans have to pay. <laughs> haters, haters, this is gratis. Uh, uh, joining me, of course, as always, is my co-host. 
Yeah, it's me, Hollis Black. I I am also here for the haters this week, I guess. <laughs> Hollis Black, also known as the Werewolf. <laughs> and if you can't tell, we have a very silly really? energy already because we're joined with a very silly guest. Uh, one of our only guests. We don't have a lot of guests on this show often, but no, what we this do. this is the second time we've ever had one. A third. Wow. But wow. who's counting? Third. Jed, book out, Ethan Stenislavski. Oh, right, right. But... Hey, they all pale you know? in comparison to the guests we got here today because we are joined by one of the most filmiest people. Hmm. <laughs> Not the best choice hmm. of words. No, uh, I, I don't know if I love being described as filmy. filmy. <laughs> Person, one of the most people who likes film. That's better, <laughs> you know, in that it doesn't seem to imply... That I, I have a clear coating <laughs> covering me that is sometimes slimy. I, I just need to take a moment to admire that take. One of the most person that likes... <laughs> I don't know what happened to me. Yeah. I was like normal until we started recording this. is this. No, this is great. This is the best introduction I've ever had on a podcast. <laughs> Olivia Hydar is here. Hi. Yes, it's me, Olivia Hydar. Uh, you can call me Three's Company. Uh, <laughs> and why? Well, because I'm the third guest. I, I came oh. up with that joke way before you said that weird filmy thing, which just totally <laughs> threw me off. But I still wanted to get it in there. Hey, you got to get it. You got to get it in that. I got to get it in there. I got to get it in that bitch. You know. <laughs> oh, Olivia, welcome to the show. Happy belated birthday. Oh, hey, thank you very much. It, it, it was a it was it was a Wednesday of the week that this comes out. Not that anybody could possibly care, uh, but it Tuesday. was on Wednesday. It was Tuesday. It well, was, you was... know, a Baker's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, I mean, look, I, you really put me in the tough position of having to be specific about the day that I was born. Like, I don't really care. Some day <laughs> that is. That is, of course, how bakers work. Extra donuts, fewer days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. If you look at like life expectancy and stuff, I think, right? But sure. uh, happy I'll take birthday. your word on it. Bakers famous for suicides. <laughs> bakers and dentists. Yeah, bakers and dentists and Finnish people. <laughs> you think it'd be heart attacks? No, suicides. Yeah. <laughs> how was your birthday, Olivia? Was it glorious? You're out there in Indiana, I, California. I am, Indiana, I, California. I am in living in Indiana, California. <laughs> In the in the midwestern part of California, uh, no, I'm in Indiana. My birthday was super weird. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know that it's even like an entertaining kind of weird that would be for like fun podcasting. It's just well, like it was not a you know it was like oh weird weird stuff happened. It was my no, family and families I'm curious, are weird. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask is we don't have to get into the specifics, but was it just like family weird? Was it COVID weird? Because yeah, I've had it, two birthdays it, in quarantine and it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it was family weird. Uh, you know, uh, my, my, not to get all polka dot man, uh, oh. but, but my mom uh, is, I love her. She's great, but she's a lot. Of person, sure, uh, sure, and uh, she has in the last year started smoking weed, oh, uh, a lot. Which I when when she like suggested that I thought this is great. This will be uh, a way for her to chill out and a way for uh, me to 
get free weed occasionally. <laughs> totally. And uh, it has been a constant source of stress and uh, anxiety in my life. Is she not a chill stoner? No. Oh, <laughs> not no. Not at all. She's like me. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I, I think you're pretty chill. Oh, uh, th- well, no, when I'm high specifically, I mean. Like, I have – I'm one of those people that I can't, like, go around and be a person when I'm high. I have to be, sure. like, sitting on the couch watching a screen. Like, no, that's all I can do. No, that's never her vibe. That's <laughs> – that, she's just – Yeah. I I can't go into too much more without sounding sure. like I'm being mean to a person who I dearly love, but sure. who does literally drive me insane to the point where the last few days I have been hearing her voice in my head when I am not around her. Uh, oh wow! Which again, very very polka, very dot, polka man. dot man stuff. <laughs> But, like, not in that kind of way. And just, like, the, I've been listening to it all day long. And it just is echoing in my head. I mean, whether it's, you know, a random lyric from a song you heard ten years ago or your mother's voice, we all get that to some extent. Just uh, the intrusive thoughts of things that irk us in some way. Absolutely. Good stuff. I love it. (laughs) Anyway, like I said, super normal. Everything's cool. Uh, vibes are good here in Indiana. Vibes, Vibe, are, vibes in, are great. In, Indiana vibes are on fleek. Is that that's what people say still, right? Oh, that's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think you're you're right on the money with that one. Good job, Hollis. Hollis, would you real, agree? Real hepcat over here. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, we are here to discuss. Uh, typically, Olivia, I don't know if you know much about the show. We typically we 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 seek out a uh, very unhinged media, hence the name, mm. uh, uh, stuff that's uh, weird, upsetting, quirky, or otherwise uh, uh, fringe. This is probably yeah. the most ma- – Hollis, would you agree this is like the most mainstream thing we've done? I think so, yeah. But it, it is also something that I know that we all saw and we all loved immensely immediately. And I also say that even though it is like a gigantic DC movie – the Suicide Squad absolutely fits into the category of it's, unhinged media. It's a mainstream film by any measure. It's an ex- sure. sor- extremely successful film. It was made for $200 million. It's like a giant, you know, across-the-board mainstream uh, event. But it is directed by James Gunn, who very yes. much fits into uh, the uh, description that you have given, which... Yes, yeah, you know, I mean, he had, like, a trauma back Right, yeah, know? exactly. He got started writing for trauma. Uh, you know, he wrote, like, the first Scooby-Doo movie, uh, and... Did he really? Yes, I didn't yes, he did. Which is why that movie is, like, actually kind of good. Uh, he, the he, one with Matthew Lillard? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah. I didn't know the he original, wrote that. The one that spawned all those memes about Ultra Instinct Shaggy. Right, yeah, well, <laughs> and the one that, like, ends with uh, the villain being revealed to be Scrappy-Doo, mm-hmm. uh, and he, like, you know, it's just, it, which, again, like, it, it's got a lot of the gun fingerprints on it, even if it's, you know, it's a kind of dumb kids movie or whatever, but, like, he, he's got a style. He also uh, wrote the only good Zack Snyder movie, uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh, yeah, which is uh, very fun. Uh, great, great movie. Really good. Uh, and he he wrote that. And then have you guys seen his uh, like his other directorial films? I mean, obviously, like, I've seen like Guardians of the Galaxy. and Sure, stuff. The, the two um, Guardians. 
Uh, I, I, I'm curious because he's one of, again, like the Scooby-Doo thing. I'm curious of how much stuff I have seen that he's done that I didn't know he's done. Yeah, I'm in a similar camp. Like, you know, I've seen, he, I've seen Tromeo and Juliet. Oh, I've right seen on. Guardians. Didn't he do like, Gilmore Girls for a while? without knowing it. Did he do Gilmore Girls for a while? Uh, I just know his brother was in it. <laughs> I don't know. So, that, I don't know that he wrote any of it. Uh, he might have directed some of it. But Sean Gunn, of course, is yeah, a, 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 a accomplished character actor on his own, and I always love. He has a great cameo. He has. Well, yes. I mean, he plays a character, but then he has a wonderful cameo in in Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, he always. I love whenever he shows up for yeah. like a second it, in a thing. Well, it's a blast. <laughs> and then of course he has in the Guardians movies. He gets the role of Craglin, who you think is just this like cartoon like prospector type space right. guy, and then Ends like up gets, being pivotal. He gets this like whole emotional arc in the in. Part two, that's so wonderful. That movie's a masterpiece. But uh, <laughs> I agree. His other, the other movies he directed were uh, Slither, which was his uh, right directorial Slither. debut. I've been meaning to see that for ages, that, and I still haven't. That movie, I've heard it's great. Fucking owns. It's so <laughs> good. Uh, and that was in two thousand five. I want to say two thousand six. Uh, it, yeah, 2006, it was, uh, and really, just a really special movie. It's got Nathan Fillion in it, and... Uh, as does this Suicide Squad, as which does was great. Suicide, yeah, Nathan <laughs> Fillion's been in, like, it, he's been in basically all of his movies, except for The Guardians, even though he was in, like, a poster in, one in I think, Guardians 2. Oh, yeah, he also did Super. The yes, Rain and Wilson, then... Yeah, oh, I love Elliot. Super, that yeah. Was his, that was his second amazing. movie, yeah. And yeah, su- that one was great. And Super's very I've, good. And again, kind of it le- a movie that lays the groundwork, kind of has some d- DNA of mm-hmm. uh, Suicide Squad. Very much so. Same and with Slither. I th- Slither, I think, yeah, I think Super and Slither is a great way to put together some of the building blocks for what yeah. he ended up doing last week. <laughs> right. That, uh, though, it's, it's literally, it, it's... Weirdly, and again, like it's crazy that the Suicide Squad is this because that the first movie fucking oh sure sucks. It's well, that actually gets me to something that I wanted. We can get into that yeah. for sure in this segment. But what I want to say before we get into the Suicide Squad specifically, I want to kind of go around the horn and see what is our relationship uh, individually with superhero movies in general, DC movies, Marvel movies. Like I typically, I'll, mine's very easy. I'll just get it out there. Typically. Other than the first Suicide Squad and maybe like a Wonder the Wonder Woman 1984, which I didn't care for. Like I typically am like I'm here for the ride. I don't care. Uh, they entertain me, and it's like, but like there's the ones that are a cut above the rest, and it's like I'm putting Suicide the new Suicide Squad in that. It's to me, it's like the best DC movie so far, like of this canon. Uh, Hollis, where do you? How do you feel about the genre of superhero movies in general? Um mixed bag so yeah. you know i i grew up watching him you know you know watching even like the old superman uh yeah. you know where he flies around the world Great. until time a, goes a back classic film classic film. you know um you know, grew up on the Spider-Man, the X-Men movies. At the time, they were great because yeah. we hadn't really established how to do them well. Well, I'll still, hey. I'll still keep for the second. Okay, wait, come on. Uh, let's not get <laughs> let's not get crazy without. Yeah, they're great movies. <laughs> Spider-Man no, Two I, slaps. I like them. I'm just saying that we we like as a culture hadn't necessarily fully figured out superhero. It's movies it. Yet. There, well, yeah, they're, they're, 
Well, I assume this will be part of the broader discussion that I don't want to interrupt what you're saying. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but now we've kind of gotten to a point where, like, I, I watch almost all of them, but I'm also tired of almost all sure. of them. Sure. And, like, even to a point of, like, I didn't like The Boys. If it weren't for the fact that I love the original comics so much, I probably wouldn't have liked Invincible that much. But because I do like the comics, I did like it. And so, like... It it, it it feels like taking a pill I don't want to take, but it's like, if I want to be part of the cultural conversation, I gotta go see the thing. I guess I gotta see Loki, and it's I gotta like, watch everything. I'm a fan, yeah. and yet I'm also very bitter, and I'm... It's very easy for me to be the asshole who doesn't have fun at the party, you know? Yeah. Sure. And Olivia, I mean, I know pretty much how you feel, because I follow you on Twitter, but... <laughs> <laughs> about most things, but I would say that, like, well, I... I thought you would like the Suicide Squad, and I saw you tweet about it favorably after I saw it. I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." But I also know that you aren't you you you're very critical of them, even though I'm sure you love a lot of what's going on. You're very critical of them. How do you feel about like the culture surrounding it? Well, how uh, not the culture surrounding it? Not the culture surrounding it. That is a very different question, which I will say really easily yes. to answer bad, bad. not a fan <laughs> not no, into I meant, it i meant i guess i meant i meant like just that cinematic world like that right. scape like, no, like the I, idea I get, of I that i get you i get you uh no yeah like uh, you know like hollis i you know i in uh I, I i watched the old you know like superman batman uh the older the first wave let's say uh, of the superhero movies and then yeah and then uh, you know, I loved X Men. Uh, I love X Two. I think both of those movies are fucking. Fantastic. I recently recently rewatched X Two, and yeah, it yeah. fucking holds up hard. <laughs> like it, it sucks that they're made by a sex criminal, but right, like right. It, it, they're still good movies. So that is very and true. like and same with you know uh, I love I love all three of the Raimi Spider Man movies to a certain extent. I mean, obviously, I love the first two, you know, more than the third, which I think is complicated but has a lot of interesting stuff. But I love that those movies are all very different films. Yeah, and uh, I enjoy the Marvel Machine as it as you know evolved to become. As it uh, turns out, content, right? Every, yeah, but absolutely. The, but the movies that I really love from Marvel are the ones that are able to push against those constraints in some way, right? You, you know, so like I, Guardians of the Galaxy two, I think is the best Marvel movie, it, it, or at least in conversation for the best with a small number. Of, oh yeah, of I other put movies. it up there. I put it up there for sure. Yeah, and uh, it, and it's because it's James Gunn, and it's because he is pushing it stylistically in a really interesting way. Right. Uh, and I think Marvel by you know it, I, I like basically. I you know I enjoy watching any of them. Like it's fine. Sure. Like if it, if I'm watching it, then I'm not upset. But yeah. I mean, well, you know, it depends, I guess. But. As somebody who recently watched Man of Steel for the first well, time, yeah. I'm like, look, I was say, look, I will watch it once. Like, yeah. I'll be entertained enough, but right. that is not a movie I'm going to revisit. Right. And that, Whereas, and, like, I watched The Suicide Squad twice in a week. Right. And that's the thing. Like, you know, the, the Nolan Batman movies are terrific. I think, you yes. know, they, they all have, you know, even Rises has a lot of really interesting stuff in it. But, sure. like, uh, WB just took those and was like, Let's just make all of our superheroes boring. Why don't we do that? I think that would be like, 
seemed to work this time. And right, uh, and so they gave it to <laughs> Zack Snyder, who is uh, just not a, a director that I enjoy ever, really. Like, just yeah. not a great director, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, and so the DC movies have all kind of been influenced by that since then. And and that is a struggle for me, <laughs> you know. I, I yeah. I, I like uh the the two Wonder Woman movies. I think they're both pretty good. Uh, I'm apparently one of like a dozen people on the planet who liked Wonder Woman 1984. I I'm, thought it was okay. I, I just thought it was. I I thought it was one of those movies. Like I think I mentioned it. It kind of slammed it earlier, and I don't think I deserved it because all I do all I do remember is that I was very drunk when I watched that. Yeah. So I'm like, well, and, I remember it being cool. And then I got yeah. really sick and tired. And, I don't know. <laughs> and look, and, and the first time I watched it, I was high on acid. Yeah. And, which will color your opinion of an yeah. experience, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it sober and I didn't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I rewatched it not on acid. <laughs> and I find it, I think it's a very, I think it's, it's like, that's another movie that is, it is trying to do different things. It is. It has a very specific vision and a very specific uh, like direction that it is trying to go in an in in interpretation of the source material, and I just find that inherently interesting. Like I like watching totally. when a director has that kind of power to actually, especially within this system, make something interesting. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's basically that's how I it. felt about Thor Ragnarok. I felt that same way about Thor right. Ragnarok because like it was a certain. I feel like I can't remember exactly when it came out in terms of release dates of the other Marvel movies, but I remember when that came out. It was kind of a demarcation point in a sea of very similar feeling Marvel movies where I was yeah. like, well, there's something that feels different about this. And yeah. yes, it's very funny, and Jeff Goldblum's in it, and they're in a, like there's a lot of weird stuff going on, but like. There are those moments where you, because because it is a machine, like you're saying, like yeah. they're both machines, they're just cranking out shit well, as much as they but can. But like Warner Brothers is like this, like kind of broken down machine that just right. kind of like it's, it's, it's like, like missing Camry. a piston, and so it's like, like my it Camry. Just, yeah. <laughs> Warner Brothers check engine light has been on for a right, while. Right, <laughs> exactly. Like it's got a flat tire, but it's not like bad enough that it has to get it changed. Right. So, you know, like, you just have to pump, you just have to air it up right, a few times exactly. a week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and so, yeah. But, and, and we can't get down into like the nitty gritty of the good and bad of each of these movies. No, no, of course not. I have the energy for it currently. I know you do. But that's why I'm excited for this next segment where, uh, because we're about, you know, 20 minutes into the podcast and we've Jesus. Not <laughs> hey, no, that's good. No, this is good. We're, we're moving along. That's, this is that's good. a good this speed. Is well, this is this is luckily this next segment is a very condensed part of our show. Hollis and I are very familiar with it, but we don't often make our guest attempt this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock, Olivia, and I'm going to ask you to summarize the entire plot. Oh, or Hollis has a clock right there, if that's even easier, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I hope it is. You're going to have to try to front to back summarize the entire plot of The Suicide Squad from 2021 uh, in 60 seconds. Are you up for the task? Uh, yeah, I think I could do that. It doesn't have to be good. I botched Willy's Wonderland hard last yeah, no, week. Yeah, so. no, I, I think I got... How do I signal when I'm done? Um, I just, think... So, just for the timer. I just want to make sure. Uh, I don't know. Hollis, what do you want? Uh, 
So as the timer goes, I'm mostly just going to let it sit. I'm just going to go. You know when you have 30, I'll let you know when you have 10. Yeah. And then at 5, I'm going to be a jerk and just count it down and make it more stressful for Okay, you. that's <laughs> fine. I think I got this. All, All right, right. Ready? Yeah. yeah count. Three, two, one, go. Uh, so there are a bunch of super-powered assholes who all live in this uh, prison, and the U.S. government hires them to go and uh, undo a coup in a Latin American nation uh, in order to cover up their secrets, and the assholes fight each other and kill a bunch of dumb people along the way. And uh, there's a bunch of really funny stylistic exercises, and Sylvester 30. Stallone plays a shark, and then they fight a big starfish that eats people's brains. The end. Whoa! Wow! Hollis, <laughs> you, you you got it. Thirty-five seconds. Hollis, That's we've been doing this wrong. Record. We've been doing this wrong the whole time. <laughs> yeah, usually we manically speak and try and get through every plot point. Yeah, and yeah like, then, and literally, we, we open on results. Michael Rooker and right. <laughs> he's throwing a ball around in a thing, and then and then oh shit, I'm only into the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, he, he that 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 I would say is defeating the point of summarizing for one thing. And also, right. I do think that the plot of this movie, with as much, uh, like, chuffa is around the edges. Ooh, chuffa. You know, like, <laughs> I feel like it's a very straightforward movie, which is one it of is. its strengths. It's a it very is. straightforward team mission movie, which is right. one thing that the original Suicide Squad movie did not have it all. Oh yeah, they were adding characters to the team halfway through the like, movie look, in the first one. Honestly, I I struggle to even call that a movie. It, it, <laughs> it it's like a piece of content. It's just it, a marketing team literally edited it. Yeah, I'm I was not say, the, even the, kidding. From what I understand, the editing suite, quote unquote, that made that film, uh, mostly had only done film trailers before. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it reads that way because there yeah. is every fucking high budget fucking trailer song you can imagine. Yes, Creedence Clearwater that, Revival. That and look, and look, this this film has a lot of needle drops. Uh, sure. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna like. Obviously, it, it like there's a song that plays every twenty minutes or so. You know, but. They are either, one, really weird and not something that you might necessarily think of, or two, thematically interesting with the text of the film, which is something that uh, the original cannot say. Yes. uh, But yeah, no, uh, I think this movie is very good. (laughs) <laughs> well, I would agree. I want to we can break. I want to kind of break down some of the coolest things about this movie. First of all, one of the first things that sticks out to me as, I mean, it's 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 something that luckily wasn't given away by the trailer because I didn't really know. I, I'm glad that the trailer didn't spoil it. Like that first fake out. And by the way, yeah. well, I'll put a spoiler alert in the beginning of this episode, so it's fine. <laughs> we can talk yeah, about. If you listen to any of this show by now, you should know that we always <laughs> spoil all of the content of whatever we're covering. Every single Honestly, instance. I want to even bro- like broaden that out. If you click on a <laughs> podcast title of a movie that you haven't seen, then you should right. be expecting there to be spoilers. Oh, I'm sorry. This is an yeah. episode called The Suicide Squad. It's an hour and 15 minutes long. I hope they don't ruin anything. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, hypothetical asshole. God. Well, I mean, uh, like real people. Though. It is true. It is true. That is true. But the big fake out in the beginning yes. of like – 
like so we get we get this like it's it jumps right into like when I first watched it I was like this seems abrupt where it's like we yeah. get the team right away no context we got Michael Rooker Pete Davidson right. Weasel who's Weasel I can't, wait, I can't wait to talk yeah. about Weasel so into at, Weasel like, again Sean Gunn playing <laughs> Weasel yes. there which pulling I love. double duty double yeah. duty in the film as Calendar Man yes and, he and, also and, plays <laughs> Calendar Man which I fucking love and I well, really well, hope he's in the sequel. Why don't you come to my fucking daughter's birthday, you fucking <laughs> pussy? <laughs> uh, but I but we lo- get like this introduction of all these people that we think because, right. like, from the trailer, I didn't know who was actually well, in the movie. And the I believe the marketing, like at least for Weasel and a few of the other guys in this uh, opening Blackguard. section, uh, they all got like uh, they were like in the character trailer thing like the this is you know meet the suicide squad thing uh and yeah i enjoyed the fake out a whole lot i love that it opened on michael rooker that is such a james gunn move that's just like him you know writing his name on the screen in sharpie like yeah we're opening up with johnny cash and fucking michael rooker in this edgar winter wig like this insane white oh my god which the most rules. insane hair. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fantastic. Michael Rooker, also, a famously bald man. Famously bald, now has more hair than anyone should have. <laughs> also, I do. it's cool that Michael Rooker is now uh, one of the few people that can claim both Marvel and DC yes. uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. film credits. Right. Just like, just like Sean Gunn. Yep. <laughs> and who else? There's a couple others in that camp. Stallone. Stallone, that's right. Uh, From the same movies, too. Yes. Idris Elba. Uh, Idris wait, Elba. let me let me see who else from just the squad. Uh, oh yeah, um, uh, oh, f- oh, frick, uh, his name. Ah, oh, Blake, and it's Dem- uh, Dalmastian. I can never pronounce his name, who? and I feel terrible. Who's the, what character? Uh, Polka Dot Man. Oh uh, yeah, I don't, oh, right, I don't, I don't right. remember that actress name. Yeah, either. John Dalmastian, uh, David Dalmastian, Dost Malshian. John, I, I John feel Dalmatian? terrible not to be able to. To pronounce that because I have an unpronounceable name, uh, <laughs> but yes, him. He is also yes, he's him. in he's in Ant Man. He's in the Ant Man movies. That's right. He's one That's of right. the uh, thieves. Right. He's one of the, the one of the crew. One of like uh yeah that crew. Him and it, Michael Pena. Right. Exactly. And the Pena yeah. crew. Uh, and I think that's it. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. Same. But uh, at least from this movie. <laughs> but Yeah, no, but it's uh, everybody that's ever crossed over is in this movie, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely the most. Uh, but yeah, and uh, I just. You have Viola Davis and who is in the original Suicide Squad. Right. The only and, oh, the, the only returning one that's not Harley or Boomerang Man. <laughs> and, no, and, uh, and Rick Nick Flag. Flag. Rick Nick, Flag. Yeah, Flag, yeah. Rick Flag. Boomerang Man and Rick Flag and uh yeah, and Viola Davis as Amanda Waller uh who is not a character in the original movie at all. And just for her to like it must have been such a treat for James Gunn to have been granted that casting. I feel like, Oh, for sure. Cause he is having, he has so much fun with her throughout this whole thing. She gets so many great moments. She gets so many withering glares. <laughs> and like, she, I think she is a withering glare personified. Oh, yeah. She is, that is, that is her forte. And it's so that, good. That one, that one small side where she's golfing in the middle of like the golf, chaos. The golf is so good. Oh, I gotta play. I gotta play golf with Senator. Who's a fuck? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna look like shit. 
there's there's one in particular that I was trying to remember, but it's yeah, there's so many. Again, this movie is just packed with jokes, which is it is apparent from the opening scene. Like, oh yeah, I mean the that get, whole like, thing is so funny. We get the rush together. The rush of the cobbling of the fake out team, which right. is like Pete Davidson, Michael yeah. Rooker, fucking Weasel, uh, <laughs> Boomerang, Harley Quinn, yeah. uh, Javelin Man, or whatever. His, yeah, yeah, Javelin. Oh, and, and TDK. TDK. Yeah, who's so good. Love TDK. Oh my god! Big if fan. I release the video of the this, you'll see me do his a name fucking... meaning the detachable kid, right. and then just see his, his arms, arms slowly the arse. move it. Normal yes. human walking pace and kind of flopping around yes. is one of my favorite sight guys. That Release is, the detachable kid. It's so good. In, like, all the cuts to him just like, boom, 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 is, doing nothing. is so funny. And then they shoot his arms and it, it cuts to, like, him just yes. on the ground in pain. Yes. Like, so uh, good. Amazing. Also, like, in the, hang, in the air, uh, airplane before they drop, uh, first of all, uh, well, I'll get to it in a second. But when they go, he goes, uh, "What's what does TDK stand for?" And they go, uh, <laughs> "I don't know. It stands for me." It's like it stands your for name me. can't be your name can't your name be letters. letters. All name are all letters, letters, fucker. Yeah, no. <laughs> and again, this is all like it, it's it's happening very fast, which is a yes. clue that it's not going to be like what the movie is. But like, yeah. and this is just like it's also uh, acclimating you to the gun storytelling style yes it's kind of like a hyper condensed version because he's like a jokey guy but his his writing is not usually this dense and this opening part is extremely joke dense because he's trying to get you as into these characters as possible before you know blowing pete davidson's face off in one of the best things i've ever seen oh well well, the weasel drowning immediately oh that yeah that i actually hyperventilated in the i yeah i did a def jam lap around the apartment it was so funny i I need to air one little grievance oh please yes no this is good this wait a grievance about weasel yes okay you will understand this better be good all right, so at the end, we get right at the beginning of the credits, we get a post credit scene where Weasel wakes up, and it turns out he didn't fully right. drown, and he just runs around the beach looking confused. And all I wanted in that moment, because it's like, it's nighttime, but we don't know what night. It could have been hours, it could have been days. Right. So all I wanted <laughs> was for that to be followed with a quick montage of various scenes from the movie <laughs> Where the camera zooms in, like a bunch of guys with star faces, yeah. and there's Weasel in the background <laughs> looking confused yeah. with his Weasel face. <laughs> and you rewatch the movie, and like, oh my yeah. god, Weasel's been the whole, <laughs> the whole time he's been there. He's just too dumb to know he's supposed to be doing stuff. Right. <laughs> so that's my grievance. I want more Weasel content, that, and I thought that would have been a hilarious reveal. That would have been that would have been good. That's a lot for a post credits, but I mean that that would be a great extra like special feature on the Blu-ray. I oh would, yeah, I would love that. Like just like the indication that like if you go back and watch this movie, you will find weasel moments. Yes, and yeah, it's like hidden Mickey's at Disneyland. He's to do stuff. I, but like, yeah. as speaking of weasel, one of the funniest shots of the entire movie. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh my god, she's getting emotional. <laughs> is uh, when weasel ha- has drowned and is sinking in the water, and there's the underwater shot. Of what is yes. clearly, it has to be a physical weasel puppet with these like bulging eyes, and then like blonde haired Michael Rooker like swims down the. Gr- I, I, 
that's just where I was. <laughs> Michael Rooker like, saving Weasel this, in general yeah, is very funny. This is, and he goes, this the is Weasel's dead. Yeah. This is some of the most demented mainstream filmmaking we've had in a while, in a in a especially within the confines of a superhero film. Oh like, yeah, beyond any of the gore, the gore is 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 it's cool, it's fine. Yeah, again, <laughs> as like, you mentioned, Pete Davidson's face. Yeah, it gets absolutely destroyed. It rules, but like nothing is none of the violence is more demented than that fucking weasel puppet like <laughs> sinking <laughs> down into the ocean. Or, like, I'm trying to think of things like, uh, I'm going to blank on, when we get to them, I'll know, I'll, I'll know, but, like, there's just so much shit that is just so bananas, even yeah. outside of the, quote-unquote, like, edgy things, which are there right. to yeah. get an R rating. Yeah, it has, like, a very similar energy to, um, God, I can't remember the name of it, but that one Peter Jackson, like, Muppet Oh yeah, movie he did. absolutely. Like very similar energy. Yeah, to dead that. alive. Like this is yeah, dead yeah, alive. Yeah, before absolutely. dead alive. Wait, before dead yeah. alive? I believe so. What is it called? It was uh, you know, I'm. That's what the name of the show should be. By the way, I can't remember the name <laughs> of it, but. <laughs> no, he did one where it was like essentially like a perverted version of like the Muppets yeah. or Sesame Street. Well, I mean, it was yeah. Aside from dead alive, it's like a similar like. Well, this is. Wrong for like, <laughs> I don't know how to articulate. Yeah, well, and that's you know that's kind of James Gunn's vibe. <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. like there was the whole thing, like the whole re. I don't know how much we even want to talk about, but like the whole reason he even got this job <clears throat> was because he got fired off of Guardians of the Galaxy three because uh, uh, the his right- tweets. Yeah, because a bunch of right wingers dug up some old tweets of his mm-hmm. that are bad. There are shitty tweets sure. uh, of bad jokes that, you know, aren't funny. But, like, you know, I'm not exactly surprised that the guy who wrote uh, for trauma movies, you know, uh, yeah. made some gross tweets. That's just not a, a shocker to me. And if Disney hired him, it shouldn't have been a shocker to them either. It doesn't because- surprise me that anyone has ever made gross tweets. Like, I get it. You make tweets 10 years ago that you don't agree with now. Like, it's not <laughs> like, yeah. what do you want? From- what do you want from us? <laughs> like, you know, he he wrote like 13 ghosts and like, you know, oh, he my had- God, I remember that movie. He had this. He, he- There was this whole web series. <coughs> <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Really? That's okay. That's okay. Uh, he had this whole web series called PG Porn, and that was like porn. The whole idea was it was like porn, but instead of uh, sex, like something horrifically violent would happen. <laughs> it's just that's just oh, I the think vibe. I've seen that before. And yeah, I mean, like it's funny. It's dumb and it's childish, and you know, whatever. But like, it, it's funny. But like. His whole vibe is that is kind of playground humor, but with heart, with like yeah, empathy. I was say, I was, yeah, I was gonna say like because this movie is pretty violent, like for yes. a, a superhero movie, but like it never is violent for violence's sake. Like I would right. say that most of the incredibly violent stuff, aside from maybe a few things that we could talk about, but like it's all pretty funny how violent it is. Like yes. I know we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but when the actual team, which we'll get into, like when they land and they're just massacring that re- the the resistance camp. Yes. Like yes. and they and like Idris Love Elba, Idris Elba and John Cena are like trying to like fucking dick measure yes. about how <laughs> like 
It's super violent, and it's but it's so funny. Like yeah. when he casually axes that the guy. The axe who's thing is so down. good. The axe thing that, is like, good. Or one guy who's on fire, but he wants to get the kill, <laughs> yeah, he so he right. shoots the guy who's yeah. on fire. Not They're, a lethal shot. I win. Ah, incendiary exploding round. Right. He blows yeah. up his whole torso. It's fucking hilarious. Very like, fun. I never, I never yeah. looked at it like it was gross. I always looked at it like this is comedy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it is. It's it's very comedy forward and uh yeah very very funny but also like i was saying like just very it, this is a he, he's very invested in 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 empathy like all of his movies have this strain of feeling empathy for uh people who are otherwise detestable right like, like king shark is yeah. a big part of that in king this, shark absolutely like, is huge but even Which, by the way, love it. Totally different oh, from the King Harley Shark. Quinn cartoon King Shark, but so great still. See, I've never watched the Harley Quinn cartoon. I oh, hear it's good. Uh, yeah, you'd love it. You'd I'm, I'm sure. It's, it. I'm sure it's very, very good. I and this is another thing that is you know uh, factors into this episode. But like, I just don't particularly like Harley Quinn as a character. Sure. Very much in general, I just don't find her to be a very entertaining character i would be interested to hear your opinion on the cartoon I, then because I, I, it's a very it. interesting take yeah yeah I'm we'll have to talk it. about it on a different episode but like but. <laughs> but like you know like super it's all about this guy who is a a problem like a real bad person like a psychotic christian like he, he's got he's got issues but like but the movie like meets him on his level and takes his problems seriously and never loses empathy for him, even when he's doing reprehensible things. Right. And uh, ends, I think, with a really interesting note. Uh, and then Slither, like, there's a literal monster in it. And it's the whole, you know, not to spoil it, because I don't know that either of you have seen Slither. I've seen Slither. Okay, well, you know, like, the whole, you know, basically, there's a, the empathy is one of the things that helps you know, save the day in the end. And, you know, and obviously the Guardians movies are very much about these plucky losers who, you know, you root for. But, and like... Literally in the second Guardians, we introduce a character whose power is empathy. Right, right. Mantis, yeah. Mantis, she rules. Uh, And so, yeah, like, I I just, I I feel like that is the strongest uh, counter to any accusations of like edginess or whatever right leveled and like I, yeah it's consistent through his whole career absolutely and like yeah. and yeah this is more extreme in a lot of in a lot of ways and i'm sure that there was at i mean he's not a guy who's gonna say no i won't do gore but like right. I, I imagine that there was also a studio uh mandate to be as r-rated as he would like to be and right, he will yeah. take we that. We did see a guy's hog. We yes. saw a hog. We saw a hog right before he got shot. Yes, guy, guy hung dong. I appreciate I, it. That, I don't know yeah. why that is. Like, I never want to get an unsolicited dick pic. No, but I have before, and it sucks. But for some reason, when I see a hog in film, I'm like, yeah, this is film. Society's <laughs> progressing. This is, and I don't film. know why my brain does that. This is film. Well, I mean, I think the big thing is that you are consenting to anything that you are shown in a film. Yeah. And so, true. you know, you like it's a it's a fun surprise then. Yeah, like you watch <laughs> a Lars von Trier film, you signed up to watch a Lars yeah, von Trier Jesus. film. You're technically sure. consenting. <laughs> yeah, I, technically I did you're right. I I, I yeah, well let's no, I'm just blame saying, I'm the just... people who watch Lars von Trier's Antichrist. <laughs> 
I wasn't thinking Antichrist, but now I'm thinking Antichrist. You weren't thinking about the scene where Willem Dafoe comes comes blood. blood? No, I mean I'm always thinking about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean it's, I'm constantly it's seared about in your that. mind. Of course, I was thinking about Nymphomaniac, but <laughs> yeah, no. Actually, the worst part of Antichrist is when um. Well, I'm blanking on who who the actress is. Now. The baby who kills itself. No, I don't give a shit about that baby. Uh, I just imagine it's Eric Clapton's kid every time, and I don't care. But the but but the wife uh, cuts oh, her. Uh, cuts her. Charlotte uh, Charlotte Gaines. No, is it Charlotte Gainsbourg? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she cuts her own clit off, anyways. Yeah, so that's tough. That, that sucked. Yeah. Uh, oh boy, I forgot about that, and yeah. now I'm gonna think about that forever. <laughs> I hate that movie but, anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't like it either. Uh, I think I think I think Lars von Trier had one good movie and it was Melancholia and that was just okay, but it has a really powerful <laughs> ending. But <laughs> um, going back to Suicide Squad, so like with all that empathy stuff in mind, like I want to talk about like so we get this first crew, they all die in hilarious yeah. ways, which is a great psych out. We get team two, you know, yeah. Idris Elba, Bloodsport, King Shark, Sylvester Stallone. We yes. get uh Ratcatcher 2. Great. Who is love her? Is obviously like you both know me well enough to know that that's my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> yep. Rats save the day, rodents. This is my shit. This movie is for me. Right. <laughs> uh, we get Polka Dot Man, who is basically Olivia. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> because of because of because of okay. Polka oh, and Dot also woman. because he's like the, Dot... he's like maybe the most normal person on the team. Also, he bes- got, yeah. despite being insane. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's the other thing. That- plus, he gives us like maybe my favorite visual gag: the constant recurring bit of just yes. plugging his mom into. Yeah, everyone is Love my that. mom every, every single time. Every time it happened, I was King always Shark a big fan. Mom, King Shark Mom is a very horrifying sight. King Shark Mom is crazy, and of course, Starro Mom is wild. Starro yeah. Mom, yeah. Kaiju, Kaiju, Kaiju Mama, Mama. Kaiju, Kaiju Mama. Mom is good. <laughs> But they they're they're good they're a fun ragtag group. Who did I miss? I must have missed somebody in there. Uh, who did I miss? I, I, oh, uh, I, Peacemaker, Peacemaker. Who? Oh, yeah. Peacemaker in John who Cena's is getting a sequel. Really? Yep. What was There's it? Gonna... I didn't hear what you yeah, said. Yeah, the post credit scene is because James Gunn liked the character enough that James Gunn is penning a sequel for Peacemaker. There, oh, oh, I didn't I didn't even know that there was a post post credits scene. I also did not know that. And I've watched it twice. Oh, yes, yeah, same. Yes, um, yeah, the post credit scene is. We see him on like on a hospital bed, like so. How's he holding up? Well, it was a real struggle to get him here, but he's a, he's a survivor. And then Steve Agee just sitting there, like brooding outside. You know, the Chief just brought him back to fuck with us, right? You know, this is payback. We now we have to deal with this. Uh. <laughs> well, I heard he was a real hero out there. Yeah. Well, you heard wrong. <laughs> End. That's what I love. Okay, that's fantastic. That's and I'm interesting. Watch it. Yeah, yeah, because that that's funny. I would like to see what what he what happens in that movie because I mean, I I love this character and I think John Cena yeah. is uh, this is his best performance by oh, far. Sure. Like I and I he has been giving increasingly good performances. I mean, have you either of you seen F Nine? No, I have not yet. He's so good in F9. I can't Very wait. Good. I, I'm oh. going to watch it next time I have acid. It's, it's a continuation <laughs> of uh, from uh, his great performance in Bumblebee, which he's also great in. Right. So fun. So fun as the as the semi villain in that, and in well, this, he's great. But I don't. I loved how his character ended. And right, uh, it's interesting that they're going to make more with he, that because he, he is sucks, the, again, like again, as a yeah. guy. 
like he's he the semi villain where he's like and he and this is something that definitely I wanted to talk about with both of you is that the the overarching American imperialism cover yeah, up of all absolutely. This. he is the beak he is absolutely yeah. the character that stands to represent love that whole thread. Yeah. Obviously. A beautiful, a be- like he is my favorite. One of my favorite lines is, "I love uh, my." What does he says? He says, "I love peace, and I will kill any man, woman, and children <laughs> who stands in my way." Yeah, fucking ab- right. incredible. Very funny, and like you know, and, and he and Idris get, have a lot of really fun banter. I loved. I absolutely one of the one of my. I'm going to say one of my favorite jokes a lot because I That's really, fair. There's I, a lot of I, good ones. I laughed a lot watching it in theaters the first time, and I remember – like I retained a lot of those jokes post-theater experience, which is – Like right away. Even with the movie I love, is not necessarily going to be the case. But like uh, the the scene where, uh, you know, uh, Viola Davis like – Introduces Idris Elba to whatever lack. Oh yeah, yeah, like walking I know, yeah. She's I know like, what you're talking about. She's like raised, raised, raised from birth by his father yes. to be a living weapon. He he's deadly with any weapon known to man. And right. then he, they move on to uh to John Cena, and she describes him in with literally the exact same words, the same description, which I love as a joke. And the fact that Idris Elba then calls her out on it's like you well then what's the point of me like this guy has the exact same deal as me right why why Except better <laughs> yeah well, it's impossible right. i shoot center and then yeah and then I that sets center. off how can you shoot more center my bullets Smaller go through bullets. your bullet holes right not even touching the sides, sides. which and is the like second that joke hit a hilarious joke like that's wah, 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 <laughs> a million chef kisses for like what good shit talk that is and everything like that line is so specific that it has to pay <laughs> off later. Yeah, I thought it would pay off. I, I, I was very happy that it was the big ending of of that character. I love their their banter. I think they're really good together, which is not a pairing I would have ever thought. But right. that joke of like comparing two guys who are have very basic abilities the same way is something I find just very funny always. I don't like. I know you don't, Kevin Hollis. I don't know if you've ever watched My Hero Academia. Yes. Uh, in the in the second season, there's you know the, there's the the school tournament arc, and uh, the two guys who both their power is hardening. Where one oh yeah stone guy and metal guy. Yeah, one guy just ah. gets hard, and the other guy gets metal. They fight each other in one the inevitable. Yeah, one guy gets hard. He gets <laughs> nice. real hard, rock oh, yeah. hard, and oh, yeah. uh, the announcer describes them with the exact same language. And I just—that's oh, funny. That's a—that's a funny <laughs> joke. I like it. In fact, it makes me wonder if James Gunn like watches My Hero Academia, Maybe. which he might. I think he probably watches awesome. anime. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Uh, but the thing that isn't it interesting though. Also, like I'm just curious because I thought this was. Obviously, they didn't get Will Smith back as Deadshot. Yeah, yeah. But doesn't Bloodsport feel exactly like Deadshot? Well, and I do <laughs> think that I I think that is why they he also includes Peacemaker because right. I think that is the joke of both of their characters. Sure, they're both just Deadshot. Right, and that's <laughs> the joke of Deadshot is that that's like just the most common superpower. Is right. like oh, I'm a very good killer. He's just really good at aiming. Like he's got I have wacky aim. guns. Like that's I mean, that's very, what Michael uh, Rooker's shit was. It's too, a useful right? power. 
Right, exactly. Like, he's deadly with any weapon, you know? If yeah. he throws it, he, you know, he'll kill you. He'll kill a bird. It, it reminds me of, um, I remember one time I was at a bar, and I just out of context caught this drunk guy very angrily, very passionately going, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of people acting like Deathstroke is a ripoff of Deadpool. No, Deathstroke came first. They both had the soldier super serum, so really they're both just ripoffs of uh, of Captain America. <laughs> like, he was so passionate about it. What a hill, what a hill to die on. Don't that guy didn't... That guy hasn't voted. <laughs> Don't you just love nerd culture? I just love it's it. It's great. Every now and then when I catch it from the outskirts. Ugh. I love watching someone do that as long as I don't have to talk to them. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't even like watching it that much. Uh, but yeah, like, that's, that is the fist, thing. Like, I will there fist are so fight many somebody. Guys who... mm-hmm. I was going to say, I'll fist fight somebody <laughs> if they say that blood sport's different from death, Deadshot. <laughs> I'll fist fight. I don't have any You're real not. problems. I'm a I'm white. Will... I'm a... <laughs> The difference is, I would say, that, and the difference between Bloodsport and Peacemaker is that Bloodsport has, like, a crazy armor suit where he, like, pulls on these handles on various parts of his uh, outfit that come off and turn into crazy yeah, his guns. Yeah, his guns grow. Yeah, they grow, but they, like, grow off, like, he's always pulling it off of, like, parts of his of his outfit. He's like, yeah, he, he's got him on his chest. Like, impossibly almost like nanobots. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Like big hero six or something. Right. Yeah. I think there's, I'm sure there's some sort of dumb technology involved. And then like, mm-hmm. and like peacemaker has this giant nickel plated dick of a gun. Yes. Just the his biggest hairy gun, the absolute biggest pistol that you could possibly imagine a human being holding is what he has. And apparently hatchets at the ready. Yes. And, oh, and also the best costume, which is tidy whities which I really love. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, big fan of the visual gag of John Cena in tidy whities just, like, standing <laughs> and staring at the camera is very funny. Now, one thing that I also really enjoyed, I'm curious what your thoughts are on it, both of you, uh, uh, the weird – another fake-out in this movie. We got the fake-out at the beginning. Then we get the fake-out of Harley Quinn gets captured – the government right. is interested in, like, they want to marry him off to the, the person who did the coup. And, like, they're like, oh, you represent anti-American ideals. Like, yeah. my people want me to meet with you. They, like, have this whirlwind scene where they're, like, fucking and hanging out with birds and stuff. With, yeah, which and, was wild. And I did think was a hallucination at first. I, like, I, when, I, yes. when they cut back to her on the couch, I was like, that, was that just all in her head? Was that real? Right. Right, and it's because it is, but it also felt so like weird after what she had just gone through to immediately switch and be like, right. they're not making Harley this again. And then the turn, of course, yeah. is like, Love oh, that. I learned from Mr. J. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like, it just kills him because really, of the red flags. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Truly loved that moment. Big that fan. That was really good. That was really, really uh, good. And again, I'm not, uh, as a, someone who is not a fan generally of Harley Quinn, the character, right. or Marco Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn, sure. uh, I just don't find it to be a particularly compelling take. Uh, I loved that scene. The writing for Harley in this movie is really well done. Absolutely. The, one of my favorite lines is when they're gearing up for their big rescue mission to get Harley out, and they're all fucking around you know and like like all right we got eyes yes, on the one yes. person and she just walks up and goes yeah. oh hey guys what are you doing love like, that too we're gonna bust you yeah. out oh i guess 
I could go back inside if you want. Like, yeah, <laughs> that is yeah. chef's kiss. So extremely much. good. See, like that's, that's one thing I really like about Harley. And I know this will piss a lot of nerds off when I yes. say it. Yes. Um, uh, between like this, the Harley Quinn movie and Harley Quinn, the show, which I'm a fan of all three. Uh, one thing I've noticed is that like with her writing, she gets a lot of funny lines. Like Harley has made me laugh many times. Mm-hmm. The Joker, a character who is ostensibly based on <laughs> humor, has never not made once, me laugh. Not, well, not once. Well, in the, in, the, in, the Joker. Har- in the Harley Quinn cartoon, the Joker has some good lines, but it's also like everybody is hilarious in that show pretty much. So like, you can't mm-hmm. really. But it's also usually like, yeah, I would say, yeah, 100% like out of all of the well, portrayals of the Joker that we've seen. Yeah. They're always like, I'm well, crazy. But it's like, f- when is the Joker funny? Yeah. Like, I, I, okay. He never makes me okay. laugh. Are the okay. recent portrayals? I, recent portrayals. I've got to push back on this just a little bit. I'm recent sorry. Recent portrayals. I'm sorry. I have, to, I have to push back just slightly for one thing. That, I don't care about I'm not. I'm ignoring you saying recent portrayals because Jack Nicholson <laughs> is extremely funny as the Joker in the yeah. original Tim Burton Batman movie. Also, of course, Also, of course, Mark Hamill. And I think that... Uh, I think that the Nolan, you know, Batman movies, their, you know, their take on the whole world is this interesting stylized Michael Mann thing and I think Heath Ledger fits into that really well and is obviously an extremely good performance and is very funny. A lot of the time he has a lot That's of true. really good like reactionary like reaction moments yeah, and like that's fair he has a lot of good physical comedy yeah and his and like and like the magic trick thing which is horrifying but also it's scary and funny which is what you want from yeah. the joker i'm gonna make the this problem disappear. yeah the problem is then after that everybody's like well well the joker he's fucked up he's the ultimate uh method acting project so right i'm gonna like you know, chop up some rats and send them to people in the mail if I'm yeah. playing the Joker what, or whatever. When I was saying, when I was saying the recent Jokers aren't funny, the ones I'm thinking of are Jared Leto and Joaquin Phoenix. Like those are the ones. Right. I'm thinking well, yeah, of they as, suck. They're bad. <laughs> yeah, they're, that's they're, what I'm thinking. They're of. bad actors well, playing is, like, a bad character in bad movies. So that's <laughs> the thing, though, is that like I'm even thinking back further because like I love Mark Hamill Joker. Don't get me wrong, but like a lot of times when they try to make Joker funny, it's just like a few like easy puns that don't make me laugh and it's like sure. yeah this is thematic but i don't find it genuinely funny yeah i mean you know it's a kid show <laughs> like i'm <laughs> a little fair. i'm a little easier on that but like and i but, and i should take back i don't mean walking phoenix is a bad actor he's a very good actor no, but he's, he's but bad like that in movie, that film extremely that bad in that, that film because that movie sucks <laughs> yeah i mean it's a terrible film directed by a bad director you know but, this is the but, thing but Hollis, you can't look me in the eye and tell me that Joker in the Harley Quinn cartoon isn't hilarious when he goes, I can't fucking run in wingtips. <laughs> there are some moments, but that's the thing is like in in Harley Quinn, the show, Joker's never funny when he means yes, to be. No, yeah. that I love because he when he tries to be funny, his shit bombs super hard, yeah, which isn't itself just... funny to me. Yeah. That's the thing is like all the times he's trying to be funny in Harley Quinn, it always like harkens back to earlier portrayals of joker which are very like vaudeville like yeah. joke he, he, stuff. he was always and like before like not, he, knock against that yeah. i just think it's very funny that harley quinn to me is funnier than joker and i bet that would piss a lot of people sure. oh oh is, anybody who thinks the last uh jedi isn't canon would be furious about that <laughs> yeah uh 
you know, like, yeah, the Joker, he used to be, like, very natty and very theatrical. And, like, post-Ledger, mm-hmm. that, like, the at least live action is really straight away from that, which is which is Oh, this is why you gotta watch the I, cartoon. I would love, I would love for Gunn to get his hands on the Joker in a, a Suicide Squad sequel. I think yes. he would do really yeah. well, especially if it's not played by Jared Leto. That would be really good. Also, bring in Black Mask, which was the only part of the Harley Quinn movie that I really oh, loved. I, uh, I, I love I, I Black fucking, Mask in that movie. Uh, well, why can't I think of his name right now? Come on, help me out here. What What is his name? Ewan McGregor? Uh, yes, thank you. I yeah, couldn't yeah. think of his name. Uh, yeah, he... that. Him as a villain in, in Birds of Prey is he's, incredible. He's so that's such a great performance. I'm sure he I, I can't remember that film at all, but I'm sure he died at the end. <laughs> he uh, gets blown apart uh by grenades in his pockets as he's thrown off a pier. That makes sense. <laughs> that, that 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 makes sense. It's that movie's really, that movie's totally fine. I it's just I like that movie, yeah. I, I think it's I, I think it, it, look, it's definitely not as not like any of the other DC movies. Like the it, it's right. not it's not bad. It's just not, you know, it's not my thing. But like, sure, yeah. See, I'm I'm a fan, and I think it. I think this applies to both Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. Is it's like I just want like comic books to be fun. Yes. Again. Yes. Like, yeah. And both of them try to do that. Yeah. I'm I'm over grim. That's that's we did thing. a lot of grim dark. Yeah. Yeah. That's been the whole problem with with DC's approach and Warner Brothers' approach for the last like decade basically is that they have just you know they got so blinded by how much money they made off of the nolan batman that they were just like well we'll just do this and we'll just keep doing this and we but we won't have fun with it at all unlike nolan who is can be a very playful filmmaker in his own cold british way like uh, yes what wouldn't it be funny if somebody was dressed in a woman's clothing well like like, there's literally a line in tenet where kenneth branagh talks about pulling someone's like balls through their throat and yeah that movie rules uh no it doesn't but we can talk about that on a different podcast though but you're wrong it's okay (laughs) uh but no like so you know that's been the whole problem with, with DC is they're like, well, we'll make these movies for adults. These aren't right. the things that kids want to see. And it's like, well, but kids read comic books, and so it should be fun. Yeah. And, like, I think a kid would enjoy The Suicide Squad even if they shouldn't be watching it because it's ex- yeah. extremely violent and uh, is – But your villain is – your if your overarching big bad in this movie is a giant starfish that uh, is like – yeah, like like it's hilarious. Like I that's think like the I'm overarching saying, like, big bad well, is, is the, the United is the States government, yes, which is the best like, part about the whole of movie. Co- no, of course, and I think it's more for kids in that way because we need to teach them this shit earlier. So I think we should show them right. this, but yeah. we have to mask it with a giant silly starfish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah well, and, which I love, by the way. I want to be clear. Oh, I I'm huge fan of Starro. Starro is great. Oh, Starro is great. Um, so this actually kind of brings you to a question I've internally had for a minute because it's hard to not be like cynical about this kind of thing. Yeah. So most most action movies are in some way funded by the Pentagon or the Air Force. Yeah. Like that's just it's common knowledge. That's how it like, goes. You can look that up uh, because propaganda is no longer just America good, brown people bad. It can be that, but it can also be. Um, America's war is bad, but our soldiers are just trying their best. Like, right. Captain America. Propaganda has gotten that nuance now. And so I wonder, was this movie at all funded in that way? And if so, how the fuck did they mean like this? I mean, how the fuck were they allowed to make this point? Look, like, to an extent, like, 
I definitely, you know, I, I obviously don't, am not in any way going to say that the U.S. government is not, it does not have a hand in what uh, our major motion pictures are, are saying, but I do think it's a little less hands-on than most people would probably imagine. It's mostly, you know, mm. they get a lot of money so that they can, you know, have, uh, like, equipment and shit. And, and, like, there's a lot of military equipment in this, so they might have gotten some money, but probably not very much at all. Yeah, it's just hard to imagine that they're like, but I haven't all right, that. so this script, it's a Suicide Squad. Yeah, just fund it. And there was no one around to go, hey, this is uh, the Panama Papers, the movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone but, must have been like, I don't know if we should give them money for this. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is like no one is, though. Like uh, that's just the, the, the state of bureaucracy is no one right. is real yeah. no one really cares well i also feel like like the like even if they were aware of that like the amount of movies that have come out that are critical of the u.s government like they're yeah. like yeah well nobody's gonna do anything about it so who gives a shit yeah have your fun like i feel like that like that's the dis like that's like the sad part of me is like like we we talk we talk about all like a million documentaries about how the government has been bad and is still bad yeah but like but like nothing has changed because of a yeah. film that's come out. So like I feel like they're right. like, sure, yeah, we'll sign off on this. Just give us a little bit yeah, of money and we'll give the a thing. fuck. Like honestly, that that's the thing. And you know, the for most of these movies, the the majority of their ex, the extent of their contribution is equipment, and they just make sure that you aren't saying uh, fuck the air force or something like that. Like I'm sure they've got mm. some very basic uh, filters, but like. Right. But yeah, you know, I I don't know. I, I haven't done any research at all about the funding behind this movie. I I just kind of assume it's DC, your basic DC, Warner Brothers, AT and T conglomerate. Like, right. there's probably some yeah. weird Saudi dictator or something who's like thrown in a bunch of money or I don't know. But like, like with every movie, basically, right, nowadays, right. But but yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, this is not a movie that is positive about America in general. I which I like. It, yeah, which is uh, as shown through the fight between Rick Flag and Peacemaker, where it's yes, like Rick Flag yeah. is like, I'm sick of just follow like serving my country, like I want to like like and like covering up bullshit, like I yeah. want to actually serve my country. I, where Peacemaker's like, well, you don't want to cause an incident, so I'm gonna have to kill you now. Well, and yeah, this, and he's and also girl, a very dumb girl. man who yes. does not think That's at all. Very true. Again, limited. <laughs> Like potential for a series, I'm 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 curious to see what it'll happens be interesting with it. to see. Yeah, I think yeah. it's but interesting. like, uh, but yeah, no, I I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed that they again. This is it really felt like watching this that <laughs> Gunn sat down with the original Suicide Squad movie and uh, just kind of like went through it with a fine tooth comb and was like, okay, so they say I have to include. Harley Quinn and Rick Flag, right, and a, and a couple other things, I'm sure. But we gotta include these guys. But th they are not good in this movie. So how can I take these characters and uh, make audiences care about them? And the biggest, the the toughest job for that was Rick Flag, who is literally a non-person yeah in, i remembered him film. i remembered him being in it in name only he is <laughs> so boring and i know nothing about his comic counterpart i, I i've never really I, i've read only a little bit of dc comics it's, it's never been my my go-to so i don't know i don't know the bench but like 
he is so fucking boring in the first movie. He does nothing. He's got nothing. He he, he has no personality. He has no fun game. He's got no, nothing going on. I was uh, so bored by him from the first movie that I didn't re- recall when I saw the new one. I was <laughs> like, is that the same actor? Right. I don't even remember. I, I don't remember. I remember the name. That's it. I, I would not be surprised if if most people felt that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. See, and I and I didn't watch it, which is why I'm being so quiet. Well, there you go. Policy <laughs> of like, no, I'm that, not rewarding this behavior with my money. That was a, <laughs> well. Look, I will never enable someone to hire Jared Leto. <laughs> I would never allow that. Look, I, I didn't enable it with my money. <laughs> I did, I did. Olivia has not paid for any movie outside of the theater in so long. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> times are different now, but yeah, basically. They are changing. Uh, but yeah, no, like, but the fact that they were able to, even though he he is pretty low on the list of interesting characters in this film, they he found the right place to put him, which is... He's like the almost normal guy who kind of has connections who can like kind of work the, the like local scene and uh, like the reveal that he wasn't captured and that the rebels after all those people have been murdered. So funny. Very, very funny. Very funny. Really a fan. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But yeah. And just the fact that they were able to not only make this character into someone resembling a human being, which seemed impossible, but you get invested enough in him that when he dies, it's like shocking. You're yeah, like, I'm not actually expecting kinda... Rick Flag to die, even though I don't care. Like of all the characters to kill, I'm glad it was Rick Flag. Whereas you could have shot every single character in the first Suicide Squad right. in the head right away, and you would be like, oh. And it would have been <laughs> way more entertaining and shorter. I mean, what do they do with that guy with the grappling hook man from they the first blew one? Up his... Shows up for a second, shoots one grappling hook, and his head blows up. Yes, exactly. That's what they did with him, Adam Beach. It would have been great to bring back Adam Adam Beach. Yes. Just make this like a prequel. I don't know. Like, <laughs> honestly, I would love. Okay, have you guys seen the Forever Purge? No, not yet. Not yet. Great movie. And Adam Beach is in it. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Adam Beach is in any rules. He's so good in it. Uh, nice. he, he plays like the, um, Michael K. Williams role. Oh, okay. If you, if you remember from the, uh, the older movies, but... I've seen some of the f- original purges. Yeah. The OGPs. Yeah. The, 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 I, I call it the original trilogy. Uh, the purge, uh, anarchy. The purge, the year. purge awakens was my yeah. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be one. Probably. Look, they're all so, good. That's the thing. That's the thing. Um, but going in, uh, cause we are at about the, the mark where we should probably be, be winding in here. But like, in terms of like what Guys, happens here, I know scratch the surface. We haven't even talked about the jellyfish. God, that, that sequence was such a funny reveal. The jellyfish love any time that there's a cute creature that is then revealed to be a like insane, savage, toothy oh, monster. Love it. So fun. Yeah. Big fan. That that also reminds me of just another moment I loved. Um, not not for the comedic element of it, but um, just the um, oh the the juxtaposition of what we're seeing versus what is happening. Right. Which is whenever uh, you know Harley has that moment of I know what to do with the javelin, and she dives into Starro's yes. eye. Yes. Oh man. Oh. And in that moment, like she's inside of a monster's eye, surrounded by fluids. Yeah. 
that I want to use the word amniotic for, it's, even though that's not no, correct. It, there's a word but, for it. I can't remember the yeah, right mucosal, now. I suppose. Something like and, that. And like she's looking at these blood vessels and yeah. the rats come flooding yes. in. It's literally the plot of an Edgar Allan Poe yeah. story devouring the plot of an H.P. Lovecraft story. <laughs> in, in, like, it's the most disgusting thing it's I've ever so seen. It's so gross. And yet the way they shot yeah. it, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a gorgeous shot. And that's and that's another thing, and that's, that's something that we haven't even really talked about at all in this episode, is that this movie is such a... Uh, stylistic playground for Gun. He is having yeah, he's having the, so like, much fun. Yeah, like the quasi diegetic like time. Yes, cards. yes. The like, all of the title cards are so fun. Uh, they're all made out of like smoke and blood and like gross roots. stuff and like it's so awesome. And then yeah, and then there's things like the, there's things like the eye scene and things like Harley in the hallway with the flowers yeah, like yeah, which yeah. i love amazing sequence i love that and I, that whole fight scene is extremely good it really well done uh and just all of these uh moments like the the speaking of the Rick Flag and Peacemaker scene that all almost all like takes place in a like rotating shot of oh, peacemaker the helmet, helmet yeah. the helmet which shot which is such yeah. a brag that is just a total brag shot that's yes. what that is it ruled yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100% and then uh one of my favorite i mean not to jump too much ahead but i i hope nobody uh, i hope we didn't already cover this while i was peeing but <laughs> I wasn't wow. sure if I was supposed to just vamp or acknowledge the fact no, that you just left the podcast. We just, continu- to go piss. We just continued the conversation. I figured you broke as much. the reality. Well, that's what I do. I'm here to make things suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but one of my, I mean, the best sequence when they face off against Starro, uh, and and you know they they get the leader. Like it's absolutely incredible. Like obviously we get Polka Dot Man turning her into turning Starro into giant kaiju yeah. bomb, which is great. But then Harley diving into right. the eye with the we, javelin. You know what? You're right. You did, you did it. talk yeah, about no, it. No, but it's well, such a Let's talk it, about it again. It's so good. It's it's right, such a gro- it's such a gross <laughs> moment. Uh, it's, gr- it's so awful. It's so awful how and it's so great. But it's so great because I mean the cutest little rat with a little vest on yeah. is swimming. It's like swimming in the eye. Sebastian yeah, the rat. Are you fucking it's a wild kidding me? Sebastian <laughs> Sebastian the rat. Played by D. Bradley Baker, apparently, which I did not know. How? How? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he what was making even, the squeaks. What, what does that even mean? <laughs> you know, he's a voice actor. He was maybe he was just like in the studio making squeaks. And they had to get him. They couldn't like just that time get Alan Tudyk made a bunch of chicken. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Hey, hey, the chicken. Yeah, I it's would love Tudyk to be in a James Gunn movie. By the way, Tudyk. Tudyk should have been yeah. a rat. Uh, or weasel, or weasel. Yeah, or like uh, I don't know. Oh, we, we have not mentioned Peter Capaldi Once. with a yeah. bunch of shit on his head. It the rules. thinker, it's the so thinker, comics. Who just he shows up to a titty bar every night with yes. his fucking <laughs> with He's his such weird a sleaze bag. It rules. I saw, I saw on Twitter someone was uh, showed a picture of Peter Capaldi and uh, Karen Gillian. I think her name is sure. Yeah, uh, played. Yeah, in Guardian, and went, look out, if you're Scottish and you were in the Doctor Who franchise, James Gunn's going to make you shave your head. (laughs) (laughs) 
Did he really shave his head for because that's awesome? I don't know, but like it's it, it's such a great thing. It's like I said, it's so comic book. It's mm-hmm. just like it, it has no makes no logical sense. There's the joke about it where it's like, does all that stuff in your head make your brain work good? He's like. Yes. Yeah, it, it does. makes my brain work good. And then they jump. <laughs> they jump from that fact quickly into the fact that he fucked the starfish. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe that. Took me a second. I was like, wait, yeah, he fucked this thing. They this... they make several allusions to him fucking that thing. Yeah, and the starfish is pure body horror, and uh, all all of the reveals of uh, how the starfish works. Oh, are, yeah. are so disgusting. Like the parts where it's like pulled away from the guy's face and there's like yeah. tendrils, to, like the, the, the bloody face. And like, I love uh, uh, another moment. That's like such a perfect blend. And again, this is such a gun thing, uh, a perfect blend of uh, storytelling with humor is, you know, uh, Starro breaks loose and all of the little starfish fly out of its weird armpit. Yes. Yeah, that that whole thing. <laughs> it's sore down to like uh, latch onto people's faces. And so everyone's like keeping them off. And you see that if, if you get them, if you keep them from landing on your face, if they get to the ground, they're not really dangerous because they just kind of flop around like starfish. And then there's just a single shot of uh, King Shark just like yes. batting at yes. them it as can't they get on like his face. they like suck around on his head but they just can't find his face none of them are big enough right. they can't they, figure they, out his and he shark doesn't have face. a human face and so they just like he's but he's still like annoyed by him he's and just, it's just like, like me it's such a short <laughs> shot but it That's but a really it gets good across so much it's funny and it gets across like info of like yeah i mean it makes sense that these things couldn't do that i mean yeah and then what? Then I think Harley blocked it by just going like this with her arm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like yeah, Ratcatcher actually has a mask. At least. Yeah, Ratcatcher <laughs> has the Ratcatcher mask, the iconic yeah, Ratcatcher mask. I'm, I'm still kind of amazed by that that they managed to make a movie in which the emotional heart is Ratcatcher. Yes, Ratcatcher, Ratcatcher two. Yes, and Ratcatcher's dad, who's revealed to be Taika Waititi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ratcatcher is just the most nothing villain. No, from nothing. Batman. Absolutely. So nothing. to like. Bring them in and make them the emotional cool. Yeah. Oh. like wow, good and, job, and, guys. And Daniela Malchior, who uh, I had never seen in anything before this, she's really good. Is amazing in this yeah. movie. Is so good. Tell me you didn't tear up a little. I know Hollis didn't because Hollis can't cry. But tell me you didn't. <laughs> tell me you didn't think about the idea of crying when uh, the when the the rats all rush Starro and there's that flashback to the top of the thing and it's like it's her dad who's dead from a heroin overdose. You know, it, but it's a flashback. <laughs> To like, you know, rats are the lowliest of creatures, but they still serve a purpose. I'm like, oh, good. There's hope for me. Yeah. It, <laughs> I can approximate how red your human during that sequence. It, did, it didn't. I'm a crier in movies. I'm an easy cry too, in yeah. movies. But that that didn't get me. But I did like it. I thought it was a really it got sweet me a little, moment. I mean, it, it got me like a tear up moment, It was you know? it, The stuff that got me was hit, like her relationship with uh, Bloodsport, which I just thought was really well done in yeah. that neither of them like – they don't fall into the expected father surrogate daughter thing that you kind of think it's going to be. Right. And that it seems like he kind of wants they they kind of just become more it's it's he's just kind of understanding his daughter as like a, an individual person outside of himself. Right. Like 
through her, which is interesting. Yeah, his whole daughter arc is a thing that I felt like was also very dead shot, first of all. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, it's, it's also, literally yeah. the same uh, yeah. motivation as uh, Will Smith's dead shot in, in That's the That's why, for a second, when I started watching this movie, I, I had to double check. I was like, wait. Did they just not? Could they just not cast Will Smith? So they just. <laughs> I thought Bloodsport was the one from the first. I forgot it was Deadshot. Oh, no, yeah, no, like it a, was Deadshot. Like Don Cheadle War Machine. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I was like, no, it's just a different character that has the exact same motivation, exact same fucking uh, weapon set. But, right, uh, and I, I did love. I really like the actress who played uh, his daughter. Um, she was in. Uh, the Invisible Man. Oh, the new, the new one with Elizabeth Olsen. Yes, very good. Elizabeth in that Moss. Film. What am I talking about? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Uh, let's see. Like, what, what else have we not? Like, are there any big like, I don't like think set we, pieces that we haven't even touched on? I don't think so. I mean, I think, I think we've so. got. I mean, and I like think the, we've hit all the broad strokes. This I is. Would like, I would like to take a moment to just acknowledge like a stylistic little flourish that I loved, which is when. The tower explodes and Starro emerges, and we immediately get a freeze frame. Yeah, and then just a kaiju movie style Suicide Squad versus yeah. Starro. Oh, yeah, and I literally stood up and yelled, "Fuck yes!" Yeah. At the TV. Uh, Great. There was, I love there was a few moments like that I really like, like like the uh, like when they their mission is to save Harley or, or Operation Jotunheim, and it's all the shit on the roof. Yeah, like there's some really cool title sequences in this. Also, yeah, all the all the titles uh, just so many stylistic flourishes is it really did feel like uh james gunn kind of stretching his legs after being in the marvel universe for so many years and like he made two very good movies one exceptionally good movie uh while you know in marvel but like that you know in order to do that i'm sure he had to work under an enormous amount of constraints right uh which I'm sure he had to work with constraints in this movie as well, but like, there's no way it was nearly as, as much because this. No. I mean, this, by, by sheer virtue of the fact that he's allowed to have an R rating, right? Just by yeah. the fact that it's an R rating, but and like literally every, for one thing, and this is something that let him put so much of himself into the Guardians movies is he builds story and comedy into the action sequences. Yes. Uh, which is one of the things that the Marvel movies are terrible at doing. Just outside of the Guardians, awful. yeah, outside of the Guardians, like movies, they're yeah. outside of the Guardians and like Iron Man three and like and maybe Ragnarok, maybe a little bit of Ragnarok, Ragnarok a little I have, bit. I, I enjoy Ragnarok. Yeah. I have my own problems, different sure. problems with Ragnarok, totally. but like I mean, that's that's almost like circling back to even before we got into Suicide Squad. Like that's part of why I have like the Marvel fatigue. Yeah, is like it's like the only exceptions have been like. The first half of WandaVision I liked, but then at the end it turned into flying people sh- throwing yeah. colors at each other, and I don't care. Yeah. Whereas Loki didn't resolve that way, and so I have no complaints. I like Loki. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is like I'm tired of like how homogenous yeah. the Marvel universe can feel. It's 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 a problem, and it's one that they're going to have to deal with eventually. And we've got this Chloe Zhao movie Eternals coming out soon, which is probably going to be great because Chloe Zhao's a great director. Yeah, no, I'm so, very excited to see what happens there. Uh, you know, I, and I and I'm not going to trust any trailers on that until I see it, but but we'll see. But yeah, like. The only people who seem to have been able to break out of that mold are James Gunn 
with especially with the second Guardians. It yeah. seems it's usually the sequels where people are able to because they've already done it once and so they're able to kind of, you know, get their way on on the next mm-hmm. one. But because like Ant-Man and the Wasp I think is also a really really good movie and like Oh yeah. Really That's one that I always forget about in terms of like the movies that stand cuz like well, I've seen it twice but I, I don't I, it doesn't come up in my brain a lot for some I, reason. I don't know. I like it a lot. Yeah, I just always I, forget. One. It, I think that's a product of how rapidly they release these things. Yeah, especially 100%. At the, especially at the end of, like, be, you know, around Infinity War Endgame time, they were like, oh, two or psychotic. Three a year. Yeah, it was psychotic. And that's, that, there's just no way that any of them are going to make that big of an impact in people's minds. Yeah. But, like, I really, I highly recommend rewatching Ant Man vs. the Wasp. I think it's a really good film and it does a lot of fun growing things like whenever paul rudd is like elementary school sized is i just think an incredible visual yes. gag yes but but yeah and like and and so there's things like that but like building story and building comedy especially into the action scenes allows gun to have control over the enormously time-intensive pre-production elements of these films, which, you know, take forever. And the thing that makes everything feel so homogenous, especially at Marvel, is that, you know, usually when a director is hired on, you know, they're hired on and they're like, all right, you're going to be making, uh, you know, Captain Marvel. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to seeing your script. Here are the action scenes in this movie. They've already been uh, constructed in a computer. Uh, You just have to fit these in. And other than that, you can you can make a movie. And right. uh, That's a difficult thing to to work with. Um, Difficult to leave uh, an imprint on that uh, when it's It's, already been made for you. Exactly. And there's a reason why so few have, you know, you it, it takes someone who can work in the studio system and has a strong voice like. James Gunn, like Ryan Coogler with Black Panther, which is a very good film. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and this movie, every uh, action sequence, it, especially the big, like, effects-heavy ones, like the Starro attack and things yeah. like that, which most of these are not, I would say. I, most of these, uh, like, set pieces are not very That's the only. Heavy. I would say the Starro fight is the only time it feels like a big cinematic, yeah. like Marvel movie, quote unquote, right. like big, like like the rest of it is like, yeah, you're like bar fights and like right. shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like, uh, but like in even still in all of these, he like it is each scene is telling a story and it's telling its own story and it's telling a story within the context of the larger story, and it has very specific joke beats that are built in with verbal punchlines and visual and editing punchlines. Yes. Which is something that almost no studio action filmmaking has anymore and is desperately necessary uh, and is one of the reasons why I'm such a huge fan of James. I I really, I'm happy that he's making the third Guardians movie because I honestly, the Infinity War proved that I never want to see a Guardians movie directed by anyone else. Yeah. But, like, I really want him to get the fuck out of these studio films for at least a movie or two. Like, right. Like, give me give me two movies where James Gunn has, like, $30 million 
and he gets to do whatever the fuck he wants, and it doesn't have to do with comic books at all, and it or That's, whatever, whatever have he to wants to do. Maintain the canon of a pre-existing. Exactly, property. like yeah. I want, I want that. That's what I want yeah, more than like anything. that was that was like a big part of it too, because I I watched it with my roommate Ethan, and uh, you know, like even part of the marketing of the Suicide Squad is uh, like. The, I think the tagline of the movie is don't get too attached right. next to like a picture of whatever character. Cause you know, a lot of them are going to die. Yeah. So you got to kind of guess who. And I remember sitting with you and we we're like kind of assessing and being like, okay, well Harley can't, she has plot armor. Right. She's too profitable a character. Um, let's see. Polka dot man. He might, uh, <laughs> catcher and, and, uh, blood sport. They had that whole heart to heart. So for plot reasons, they can't die now. Not, not after right. they had that heart to heart. Unless he like, dies and, like, and like, has talked down him. like that. Yeah. Unless he dies and she talks to him on his deathbed and have a moment. That's the only way he could die in that. But sure. she's not going to yeah, die. Yeah, he, yeah, like he <laughs> can die, she cannot. Right. Yes, no, exactly. blood sport, blood sport could have totally died. Yeah. No, rat catcher was never going to die, but you know, this is all, this is all storytelling. I got, yeah, this you know, is all, like you get for those reasons, but like the one, that like that like kind of got to me is like it was much like when spider-man died at the end of uh infinity war endgame I oh can't sure yeah which one infinity war, war like yeah. watching this and knowing like well harley can't die like spider-man's gonna be back harley are gonna be back those right. are pre-existing properties and they're worth way too much money they would never throw them away right so it'd be fun to watch something from gun where like no there is no conceptions yeah. What happens is what's going to happen well, because there's no rules. Yeah, like Super and, 2. Yeah. Well, I well honestly, <laughs> Slither, yeah. personally, Slither, Slither 2. 2 is Slither what I, 2. I've wanted it for since that movie came out because it had an early uh, pre-Marvel post-credits sequence that really oh, hinted right. at a sequel. That's right. And I will say the end of... Uh, Suicide Squad is basically the closest we'll ever get to a Slither two. That is basically yeah. what that we got. Is. We got. I mean, we got symbiotic fucking right. star exactly. creatures latching onto disembodied. Right. Yeah, it's great. It's once I saw that that was where this was going, I was cackling. <laughs> it was. It was so good. But yeah, now, no, I would love to see him go smaller. I want him to. I want to see him go smaller and more personal. That's what I loved 100%. about Slither and Super. Those are the things that I really connected with was like Get back to the Gilmore girls of it these all. These are like about small towns and like and like small people, like normal dudes and like I just like that. He should I, do Ant Man. Small yeah, people. Exa- exactly. Yeah, no, that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally in, agree. Into the what's exactly. what's that dumb oh Quantum Mania. That's the yes. that's the new Ant Man title. Yeah, yeah, the city. That reminds of, yeah. you, whenever Ant Man was like first coming out and Edgar Wright was yeah. attached yeah. to direct and then people were bummed that he no longer was. Mm-hmm. But I misheard someone instead of hearing Edgar Wright, I thought someone said Stephen Wright. <laughs> and so I just imagine Ant Man being like <laughs> Yeah. So I've been low on money. <laughs> So I shrunk down to the size of an ant, had a piece of popcorn, <laughs> ate all week. <laughs> just, like, just the whole thing is just Stephen Wright's stories yeah. about being small. Yeah, that would be great. I would watch that. <laughs> Speaking and, of, and like, yeah, I like Peyton Reed, and I think his movies are very good. But I, you do kind of wonder what the Edgar Wright version of that movie would. Have oh, hundred percent. 
Uh, speaking of, I would watch that. Uh, we're now at the segment of the show where, I mean, we're assuming that most people who have seen this or listened to this have seen the Suicide Squad. But what is a piece of tangential content that you would recommend to somebody who maybe has already seen this, was looking for more stuff like this? I mean, we've talked about a lot of it already. For me, it would be the Harley Quinn cartoon is what I, I'm insisting on right. pitching, mostly to you, Olivia, but to <laughs> other people out there who haven't seen it. Yeah, because a bunch of people ha- have recommended it. I mean, it's like a thing that's like nobody saw it when it was on DC, whatever, but now that it's on <laughs> HBO Max, it's got like a rebirth and it's but like, that's how I saw it. why didn't anyone watch it on DC Unlimited? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can't think of a single reason, let alone several, <laughs> uh, that that would have happened. But like, in terms of like unhinged DC energy, like, I don't know, I'll keep mine short, but like, that's, that's something that I would recommend because it's an ensemble piece. You know, you got... You got Harley Quinn, you got Ron Funches as King Shark, you got Poison Ivy, you got Clayface, uh, you've got James Adomian. James as Adomian is my Bane. favorite oh, rendition of Bane. Yes, I will be this credit card's reckoning. It's amazing. It's oh, is so he funny. Do, is he doing the Tom Hardy Bane? He's doing That's the Tom good. Hardy Bane. I love the yeah. Tom Hardy Bane. I'm going to blow up this bar mitzvah. That's <laughs> like, a great so voice. That's just yeah. a good voice. It's I, a I'm hilarious a big, I'm a voice. big fan of the Tom Hardy Bane. Yeah, that, I think then you definitely need to watch this. <laughs> it's uh, so You know, I crazy. will. I probably will. I watch Doom Patrol, okay? Oh, it's better than Doom Patrol. Oh, it's Patrol. great. But I also, I no, like there's Doom no Patrol way. Also. That's not I, possible. I like Doom Patrol. I, hey. I, I stand by it. I, I like it more than Doom Patrol. But, and I like but, Doom but, Patrol a lot. I, you know, and this is coming from someone who watches almost exclusively anime. <laughs> Doom, Doom Patrol has, like, people in it. Like, live act. Like, like that is people. true. And, and, mm. you know, and so. a Brendan Fraser role. And it has Brendan Fraser. Does Brendan Fraser yeah. in the Harley Quinn cartoon? I mean, I'm I'm here for this Fuck, you Frasier, got me there. the Fraser Renaissance. I am here for. I, I just I'm, watched No Sudden uh, Moves the other day. Uh, like here. No yeah. Sudden Move is so good. Yeah. yeah, fuck it is. But we can't talk about it now. We don't uh, have time. Fucking owns. Yeah, Brendan <laughs> Fraser's it. coming back, baby. We're bringing yes. him back in Sino Man. Uh, Hollis, what would you recommend? All right, so. Um, I, I'm going to tepidly give this one out because I haven't seen this movie since I was seven, oh, so maybe it's dog shit, but I feel like it was good. <laughs> uh, just because it's another, like, ensemble cast of weirdo heroes, Mystery Men. Oh, yes! I, I'm glad I you think, brought that up, because I, yeah. I, that, I, was, I had made a note to bring that up while we were talking about this yes this movie's so mystery men it's very okay mystery cool men. i feel good about my recommendation it's specifically specifically the first good movie part, like, also like all okay it still holds up yes. all across the board yeah, i saw it as a kid so it's like you never know when you're a kid no, it, like it, half the it, shit i like back then it, is garbage it still now. fully owns it's so is good it, hell yeah is it like is it mystery men or is it the league of extraordinary gentlemen i don't know right. which one no it is. yeah no <laughs> league, lxg sucks but yeah, yeah. But I would say especially the beginning of the movie with, like, Javelin Man and TDK. Yeah. Like, that's very Mystery Well, man. and Polka Dot Man is Polka liter- Dot Man. He yeah. is, like, literally a Mystery Men character. He could have like, been played by Ben Stiller easily. He, he, or Hank Azaria. <laughs> like, or Hank Azaria. Like, it's just the same vibe. Uh, okay. But, yeah. No, that's a great, great wreck. Great wreck. Mystery Men. Uh, Olivia, what would you say? You know, I mean, you I'm, said a lot of stuff. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Maybe not an too insult, much. not a dunk. Don't worry. Per- perhaps too much. Uh, I would say go back. You know, like the obvious recommendation. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Gun. The obvious recommendation is Super, but I'm gonna say go back and watch Slither. Slither. More people I might watch, watch Slither. That. 
I might watch it again tonight. Of this talk. I'm either watching owns. I'm either watching Guardians 2 or Slither tonight. Like both, <laughs> both of them fucking rule. They're they're like my one and two for him. Like well, there you I, go. Like I and I honestly go back and forth on which one I like more. But Slither is just an extremely special film. It's so funny. It's so funny. There's shit from Slither and also shit from like the Slither DVD special features that <laughs> I still think about and quote to this day. It just is so good. Uh, so yeah, highly recommend uh, that movie. It's 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 amazing. Slither uh, it yeah. up, fam. Slither it <laughs> up. It's got uh, Michael Rooker in it. We love know, him. It's got Nathan Fillion in it. It's good. Yondu's we, in it, you know? Yondu. Yondu. Your boy Yandu. He was your father, but he wasn't your daddy. Uh, <laughs> what I emotion. cannot believe I cried. Yandu, I cried so hard. Oh, when you died. gotta. You gotta. God. You I never must. would have imagined in a million years. That's the power of James Gunn. <laughs> I literally would have never imagined that I would cry over Michael Rooker as Yandu. <laughs> All right, so this episode is coming out like I don't know in two days or something. It's sure. this weekend. I'll put it out. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna do. We're gonna do some uh, some plugs here. Olivia, what would you like people to go listen to or find you at? What what's going on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at hi there hidar. Uh, and I am like uh technically a a co-host of Conspiracy the Show on that the, is true on the Unpops Network. So you know you can listen to that. We talk yeah. about. Just the worst things ever <laughs> on the planet. It's the it, it's honest. It's it's almost like a torture therapy from like from Adam. I, like sometimes I think that he's just like, oh, this will really m- make her feel pain. Yeah. How do I and, fuck up Olivia's whole weekend? <laughs> yeah. How how how? What's the most efficient way for me to ruin her YouTube al- algorithm <laughs> forever? <laughs> One way to do that by is by watching just sleep. the fucking Pillow Man documentary. Ah! You either do that or you sleep on my couch for a few months and you let me use your YouTube account like Hollis did. And then I <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Get all these fucking skate videos and battle rap videos popping up. Hey, it's better than what I'm getting. <laughs> ah. A lot of, lot of uh, chill Nintendo songs to fall asleep to. Hey, I only play those when I'm on coke and I'm trying to come down and I can't sleep in my bed. I have to sleep on the couch, all right? Relax. <laughs> uh, Hollis, what do you Good. want to promote? What's going on? Uh, not much to promote. You can find me on Twitter at It's Hollis Black. That's about it. That's all my socials. It's Hollis Black on all the stuff. All of it. All of it. Every single yeah. You're doing a thing coming up here, right? Can you talk about it yet or no? The, uh, the, the playthrough, the Let's Plays... For. No, no, not yet. All right, so then, then uh, nothing is ever Bust. fucking. Yeah, that's bullshit. Hollison's got shit going on. All right. Uh, as for me, everybody, you can find me online at KB Anderson Yo and all the things. Hey, if you live in LA, why not come out to uh, Avatar 2, my new comedy show I'm hosting at the Good Night? Uh, it's Avatar 2, The Wait Is Over. It's everyone's favorite stand up show. It's going to be great. We've got Brandy Posey, Crystal Adams, Alex Hooper, Brody Reed. Olivia's former roommate, Brody Reed. <laughs> yeah. And well, Eddie Pepitone. I know. I Damn, that's that a lineup, dude. It's a fucking lineup. I'm not going to lie. That's, yeah. a, that's $10 a pretty... For the bar that it's at, it's a fucking lineup. That's a banger of a lineup. I'm it's not a banger. Lie. It's uh, me, Joe K, and Ethan Stanislavski are hosting uh, it's, uh, August 20th Can, at I need to acknowledge this for a moment. I, I'll let you finish plugging that yes. in a moment. I just, I live with Ethan, and I found out about the show through you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Ethan's a scared little boy. He doesn't know what he's doing. But yes, uh, it's very exciting. It's $10 suggested donation, but technically the show's free. But hey, throw some money in the bucket so we can give some money to the comics. Hey, Kevin. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all going to Eddie Pepitone. But <laughs> no, that's not true. No, that's coming out of my own pocket. Everything else is going course, to the rest of the comics. Of course. Um, and then, you know, also August 25th, I'll be at the Offbeat Comedy Show at 7.30 in Highland Park. If anybody's interested in going to that, hey, find me on KB Anderson Yo. At KB Anderson Yo on things, I'll be posting more specific details about all my shows. And, you know, keep listening to my podcast, you know. There's stuff, yeah. there's stuff happening. <laughs> Don't you know? stop. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Uh, Olivia, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you for having me. This was a blast. Yeah, we did it. We did. We made content for for quite some time. Good job, Uh, guys. We did it. Um, (laughs) And then until next week, I believe it will be Patreon only next week, but we'll find that out when me and Hollis talk about it later. But Hollis, (laughs) any final thoughts? Nope. All right. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Have Have a good time.